Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Taking uh, your time with us on a uh, Monday. Uh, the P-Man here, Ben Byram. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Oh, I've been listening to Sonny for three straight days. Come on. <laughs> you made it. You made That's, it to the top. I did. Uh, no, I mean, Jay, I, I, I hear his voice in my sleep. Uh, uh, hey, it's great to have you with us. We're going to talk some pirate uh, basketball, uh, and we're going to talk some pirate baseball. Ben, it was quite the weekend, uh, and every, all the folks, uh, listeners, friends, everyone, very nice. Uh, it was anytime I can do anything for ECU, I'm happy to do it. It's a privilege to do it. I love my university. I root for the Pirates. Uh, it's great. So I was very, but you know what my biggest accomplishment was? It's not got calling state championship games or a football game this weekend or or. Or the game yesterday, which was a great, I mean, what an achievement. You know what my biggest accomplishment was, Ben, All this right. weekend? All right, I'm very interested now. I'm intrigued. What could this possibly be? That I was able to get the old recliner out of the house and properly dispense of it yesterday. And and able to assemble the new recliner, <laughs> which, it, which has a massage feature come and on, some heat. Come on. That was my biggest, no, because I, I told my wife, I said, it got delivered, I said, Honey, I will take care of this. I just got to have time to do it. And so, you know, I took the recliner, got rid of it. The old one, it had, wasn't it was just uncomfortable, wasn't functional anymore. That was my biggest accomplishment well, over the weekend. You did say it has a massage feature, so, you know, oh. that's a big difference maker. What else did it have? There was another feature you mentioned. There's heat. There's heat. heat oh, okay. I, I, I don't think that my wife got it because she liked the idea of the heat and the massage. And so I, I put the, the recliner back last night. Oh, that massage feature, Ben. I'm not a big, I got a problem neck. I don't like people touching my, <laughs> uh, my shoulders and neck. I'm not big on, I don't just, I don't like that. No soft touch. Nothing. 
No, soft touch, no touch is what I prefer. <laughs> but this massage chair, ooh, this is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'm, you know, we have great sponsors of our company that, you know, and, and if you go to like a, any kind of place that does, you know, kind of a guy's place for haircuts, sometimes the feature is the massage. And I don't want to, like, again, I have a problem neck. I don't want to. Yeah, touch I don't it. like that either. And so I just say before, I have a problem neck. Don't touch it. Everything else that comes with uh, what I'm paying for, you can do, but no, no massage. But this massage chair, Ben, oh, it's sweet. It's sweet. Sit in the massage chair, watch some pirate basketball, you know, light up a mouth cannon. No, can't, can't have a mouth <laughs> cannon. No stogies in the house. I've been on a long run here without stogies because I haven't been to the beach in forever. Well, so who knows? Maybe that massage chair, I mean, it might relax things a little bit. You know, things might be no, getting a little, little wild. Not happening. Else. Not happening. All right. Uh, today we go inside the ECU clubhouse with Cliff Godwin. The Pirates have a huge win this uh Weekend, a sweep of uh, Appalachian State at the Keith LeClaire event. And, uh, you know, there was some concern, I guess, out of the Old Dominion game last week, Ben, that uh, the Pirates offensively were uh, maybe didn't handle the business like they should have against the Monarchs, take advantage of the opportunities. Maybe the coaches, admittedly so, didn't put them in the best position. Uh, this was a no-doubter over the weekend, wouldn't you agree? I mean, the Pirates just hammered. Somebody outscored him twenty-eight to three, I believe it was, over the weekend. The pitching so they just hammered was good. Him. The hitting was oh, good. Oh, pitching I was mean, great. Look, the all around. If if the Pirates' pitching, you got to have. I don't. I don't care what level of baseball you're playing at. You've got to have pitching to get to win a championship, right? <laughs> exactly. I agreed. Agreed. So, look, you, they got to stay healthy. They got to still have guys be productive at the plate. But, I mean, it's going to be a year where if the pitching stays at this level, and again, you know, and I haven't talked to Coach about this. We might bring it up today. We'll probably bring it up a little closer when we get to it. My, my concern is the four games, the four nine-inning games in three days, once we hit April. And I get there's no midweek game, so they do want to try to get a game in, but I just think that doubleheader, I mean, it's 18 innings of baseball in one day. Now, if Coach Godwin heard me saying this, you know, he'd, he'd, he would say, come on, dude. But uh, to me, that's going to be, and it's just not, a, I mean, it's just not an ECU problem. It could be a problem for everybody. It, it, you know, if you're playing that many innings in a day and your pitching gets a little off schedule, that could be problematic. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. ECU is great, though. They're really, really good this year. They moved up in uh, the Baseball America poll, nine and two now. Uh, Cliff Godwin is, will go inside the ECU clubhouse for the Gavigan Agency and, uh, uh, what is the other way? It's Carolina endoscopy. Yes. Uh, yes. So we will uh, have that for them as well. I'm still a little tired. I'm still a little foggy after a, a wild up and down the road kind of weekend. It was a long weekend. Yes. We're all over the yes. state. I, I, I literally was. Literally uh, since uh, Friday, I've been all over the state. All right. Uh, it is uh, also, uh, so the Pirates finish 11th. Uh, and, you know, it was interesting to hear the reaction of a lot of the people about, because again, ECU is right there with Cincinnati. And look, this is not a, a fifth place Cincinnati in the American this year is not vintage Cincinnati. They, they've had their issues this year. 
they've got some really good, talented guys. They have some dudes, some young guys that are going to be really good players. And just the thing, I, my big takeaway from there is right now, especially with Pig out for the year, Coleman out, uh, Baruti out, there's not a whole lot of places for, for Coach Dooley to go. And that was the sense I had going into the game, and that's the sense I had in the second half yesterday. You know, they they surrounded Gardner. They made it tough to feed Gardner. He still scored 23 and makes the the all league honor roll this week for the fifth time. But they're just they're right now. That's a that's still a very incomplete roster. And, and Joe, we, I talked to Joe before the game for a long while yesterday, and he, Coach Dooley, you know, he said with the big guys in particular, this whole COVID situation with the two stoppages have been tough on their development. Because they haven't been able to do anything in practice physical, really. And, I mean, that's, let's face it, in this league, it is a big boy game underneath, right? Coming from we, experience, center is a tough position. Right. You you <laughs> you know. You played center on the middle school all-star team. <laughs> but, Scored a own team. It's a leadership thing. It's a leadership thing. But, like, yesterday, the kid vote. Uh, 33 for Cincinnati. I mean... He's not a stiff, but he isn't exactly, you know, what you would consider to be um, an all-conference kind of player. And he's had a bit of a rough year, but damn if if they didn't make him look like an all-conference player on a couple of occasions. He posted and scored. And that's what led to, you know, Cincinnati hit threes. They, they were almost dead last in the conference in three-point shooting. Pirates did not do a good job of chasing them off the line yesterday. So I, 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 it will hopefully not be, but I am sort of wondering if this is not going to be a terribly lengthy stay out in Texas. And right now, there's no, you know, there were some rumblings that might might a school or two opt out. Cincinnati's going to win a game in the tournament, I think, in the conference tournament, because they're going to play SMU. You know, SMU has been out as long as. They're, they're mostly like they've barely played games. Well, see, here's the thing. The SMU pause started when the second ECU pause started. Oh, jeez. And the Pirates are back and the Mustangs aren't. That's why Cincinnati played the, the fighting Jerry Stackhouses of Vanderbilt the other night. Because they had to have a senior day game and they worked it out. And Stack and the Commodores came up. Sounds like a 70s group. Stack and the Commodores uh, came up to... Uh, Cincinnati, they played and blew him out. Scotty Pippen Jr. went off. Did you see that, Ben, last Scottie week? Scotty Pippen Jr.? Okay, all yeah, right. Yeah, he had 36 against Cincinnati on Thursday. So, I mean, this wasn't a team that is he, is but I don't know. No, I, I, no. I don't know about that. But I, 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 my research wasn't that deep. I didn't uh, go okay, deep on that right. cut. I was. I, I knew what I needed to know, Ben. And I knew Scotty Pippen Jr. scored 36 on him and did whatever he well, wanted. Well, Scotty Pippen Jr. That's all you need to know. <laughs> right. But my point is, I just, it's a rematch with UCF. They kind of blew you out. You made a great comeback on them. And you played them tough the other night. And so we'll see how that, what does that translate to in the tournament? And look, Pirates still played hard yesterday. Uh, but they just had one of those lulls. And they've had them all year. And, and that is, it's just tough to get that rhythm back going and I just I think the development of a lot of guys in this program that need to develop 
I mean, this is a you know this is a big discussion point amongst Pirate Nation, but in in many ways, both football and basketball are still development programs at ECU. You're not going to get the five star guys. Not maybe going to even get the four star guys. Baseball, it's a little different, but you've got to still be able to develop, and and that's really to me what hampered Mike Houston last season, and and. To be quite frank, it's probably hampered Joe Dooley this season in their quest to, one, in Houston's case, rebuild a program, and Dooley build a program. Not rebuild, but build a program. So we'll see. And I, and I think you'll have a really good idea of where this group is mentally, depending on how how they come out Thursday night. Because they're going to play at 7 o'clock Thursday. Uh, and uh, if they come out and they are listless, then, you know, that. I guess we can understand that, but you just you hope that's not the case. Uh, we're going to hear from Dooley uh, later on tonight. Coach will have his coach's show. We'll have some comments from him coming up. We'll also have uh, Coach Godwin on with us, uh, our weekly visit with him as we go inside the ECU uh, clubhouse. So all of that is to come. Uh, stay tuned when we return our Pirate Report on the Patrick Johnson Show. Play Travis in the mornings, Adam Gold midday, and Patrick Johnson on the way home. You guys are a good team. We've been slept all week, but thanks. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. The drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. They need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. Uh, we go inside the ECU clubhouse with Coach Godwin coming up in a little bit for Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center. Also, the Gavigan Agency uh, brings you that. So stand by. Uh, we'll do that after the bottom of the hour. Uh, looking at a low tonight of 31 in uh, Greenville. Keep this up a little bit. 68 uh, for tomorrow. It's going to be delightful. I'm not sure if they're allowing fans into the ballpark in Durham or not. Duke is not allowing fans in any of that. That's the way they've been the whole year. They've not, they didn't allow fans for football. They, oh, so they're not. Okay. Thank you, Ben. So no chance to enjoy a beautiful baseball game tomorrow in Durham. If you were going to make the trip, but Duke's been consistent with that all year to their credit. Uh, anyway, you can listen to the game right here. That's the most important thing. 94.3, the game tomorrow. Uh, 4 o'clock, first pitch, 345 airtime here. Uh, so you can check out the Pirates tomorrow. Uh, high near 68, Wednesday 72, Thursday 73, Friday 77, 72 Saturday, and uh, 61 on Sunday. Still, that's a beautiful, and no rain. That's the most beautiful thing about that stretch. Rose Conley on Friday night. So that's looking good for uh, football, don't you think, Ben? Um. All right, uh, 55 right now in Greenville. Congratulations to the Farmville Central Jaguars. They win another state title. They're third in a row, the fourth for my guy, Larry Williford. Uh, and uh, what was it, 113 to 98? Trent McGee and uh, Gatmo, Gaddis Hodges, did a really fine job in Climax. I had to work in Trinity, which sounds like the name of an exotic dancer. But no, I, in all seriousness, I, that's where I worked. On Saturday, and uh, McGee and Caddis uh, were in climax. Did you ever hear? You ever heard tell of that before? 
Just I, I've never not? heard of either of those places. Those sound like uh, well, one of those like newer churches, like the name of like yeah. a, a newer type church. <laughs> I don't know about Climax. Trinity does for sure, yes. But I, I'll say this, uh, and McGee confirmed the same thing. I talked to Trent Saturday night. Uh, both of the, where, I mean, this was an outpost where I was on Saturday. I mean, it was unbelievable. Uh, but this is Larry Williford after uh, another state championship. Uh, the audio is courtesy of uh, our friends at WIT and Sports. And uh, Coach Williford's team won 113-98, to winning a state title. This is what Coach had to say afterwards. I told him that uh, if we did what we, we were capable of doing, this could be the sweetest of all state championships that we've won. And, uh, you know, we spent about 17 hours on a bus. Um, it actually brought us closer together. Hey, they got the Zoom working, so good for them, right? No, that was good actually an interview. <laughs> I don't think they oh, ever that got that Zoom working. <laughs> that was a nightmare. They tried to they tried to Zoom the post-game press conferences, and we were going to, uh, you know, record them with our staff. By the way, Ben and uh, Ryan, I guess, DJ Squirrelbite, you guys were in here slaving away yep. Friday night, Saturday, yesterday. Great job by you guys. We were here all weekend. Yeah, you guys did a fine job. But uh, Trent and, and Gatmo did as well. By the way, Ben, before we get to our pirate report on the always anonymous text line, don't slobber on your new chair and keep your nasty feet off of it. Well, I mean, come on. Wow, jeez. That's harsh. Oh, me? This is nice. It's leather. Oh, it's a nice chair. I don't like that text line, man. We got to we gotta find a way to get the, rid of that. The thing. always anonymous text line? No, the honest. The always anonymous text line's open. If you if you have the numbers, you you can hit us on the always Absolutely anonymous text horrendous. line. Please don't hit up. No, text. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right, let's do a, a pirate report here. Then we'll get to Coach Godwin. Uh, Joe Dooley show coming up top of the hour. Uh, we'll hear a couple of comments in addition from uh, Joe uh, and Cliff Godwin here before we uh, go to our long-form interview with the coach. Uh, time to for today's pirate report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Let's... Uh, Let's start with baseball since we're going to talk to Cliff uh, here in a few minutes. This is Coach Godwin uh, talking about uh, kind of what we were just talking about a moment ago, Ben, and this is uh, his thoughts and plans on keeping the pitching staff fresh moving forward. Cut two. Well, look, if we can score 10 runs every game, Brick, it'll keep some of our, our pitchers fresh. Uh, that helps keeping the pitchers fresh. But really just different guys are going to have to continue to get better. You know, we've had a guy like Nick – Logish, who has emerged, uh, and, and different guys. So it can't be Bridges, Colmore, Mayhew uh, every single time. So uh, different guys have pitched better. Also, Gavin getting healthy um, will continue to help. Carter Spivey continue to get healthy will continue to help. So, you know, we need those guys uh, as we continue to get closer to conference. And uh, this is a Coach talking about the pitch count for Carson Wisenhunt, not cut two, but cut six. So uh, Georgia Southern, when he fell on the mound, his back tightened up. So just want to make sure, make sure he's good. Uh, that's the most his pitches he's thrown in college was at Georgia Southern. And we just want to make sure, look, he's got a lot of baseball in front of him. So make sure he is uh, healthy and he felt good. And really Coach Dietrich cha challenged him to go out there in the fifth inning and throw 15 pitches or less. I think he threw nine 
and he could have went back out for the six, but we wanted to keep his pitch count this week because uh, he, he might pitch on Saturday next week. Um, so want to keep it down if, you know, the game was a lead. Now, if it had been a one-run game, he probably would have went back out there because he felt good. So it worked out. A lot of times when, when you have those plants in the back of your mind, it doesn't work out, but it worked out as, as good as we could ask for today. There's a little bit of a buried lead. He might move to Saturday next week. Hmm. Or this week, I guess. It's interesting, isn't it? Keeping his pitchers fresh. Keeping them fresh. This is uh, post-game comments after the sweep of the uh, Happy Appies. Appy State. They hate it when I call them that. Appy State. Sweep of Appy State. Why do we uh, care what they is, think? Uh, I know. This is Thomas Francisco. Uh, talking about fans in the stands. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. You know, we uh, we love the fans. Uh, they bring so much energy to the to the ballpark, and uh, Clark Claire is just so much better with them there. He also says he was uh, proud of the way that the Pirates were able to bounce back from the loss to ODU last week. Yeah, you know, Wednesday uh, we didn't play our best game, but just had to flush it, come back here, and uh, you know we treat every game. Uh, Coach always says it like a separate entity, and. Uh, so that's that's what we did, and fortunate enough, we came out with a sweep. And then there was a, even more pride in uh, what his teammates did. This is Thomas Francisco. Oh, it's amazing! You know, uh, just watching your teammates have so much uh, so much success is it, you're you just it, we just feed off each other. You know, Norby up at the top of the lineup, he's playing out of the out of this world. Uh, you know, Amac and Stump, they're they're playing amazing. It's uh, it's just awesome that uh, everything's clicking and. Uh, you know, every, every single game is, is a new season. It's opening day. So just trying to come in with a new mindset every day and uh, try to win a game. All right. Uh, shifted gears to Pirate basketball. The loss to Cincinnati yesterday. The uh, Bearcats on a 12-0 spurt in the second half, and that's what really put them over the top. Uh, and they ran away from the Pirates in Greenville. Uh, this is Joe Dooley reacting to the loss. Oh, 52-50. I, I felt pretty good. We'd fought back to 52-50, and we'd actually played a good defensive possession, and Williams threw one in, and, and it sort of seemed to go sideways from there. Was, you know, we, we they outscored us 30-19 to in the last 12-19. Uh, we're down 55-50. You know, I, I said that happens. You know, it's, it was a – he lucked one in, and then we go down and turn it over and transition, and we give up some transition baskets, which we hadn't done. And uh, like you said, they played zone. We – and we worked on the zone, and when you don't make shots, they they, they guarded the driving lanes, and, and we struggled. That that's a great point by coach there. That Williams three because the shot clock was dwindling down. He had actually gotten the ball back on the wing and was going to kind of reinitiate the offense, and he glanced up and saw the clock, and he he heaved it from Steph Curry distance and buried it, and that that was sort of the beginning of the end there. Uh, the Pirates struggled shooting the three ball again uh, yesterday. Duly on that. Well, you know, Trey had been on a roll, and Trey has really struggled. He, he missed some open looks, and, uh, you know, he was 0 for 5 tonight. And he I, he is a better shooter. You know, going into, you know, coming out of the, the pause, he was at 30, you know, just at 37%. And, uh, you know, he had a couple. I think the more so, I think that our offensive inept, ineptness has put our defense in, in, in trouble. I mean, we, you know, you – you can't score every time. It puts so much pressure on your defense. And, uh, you know, we came out at you know, halftime. We knew they were going to throw the ball to the big fella, and we give up a layup. And then, you know, we sort of ease back into it. But I, we do need to make some shots. And a lot of that's timing. A lot of that's repetition. And uh, we'll try to do that the next couple of days. 
All right, uh, Coach Dooley, summing up what was a really rough regular season for the Pirates. I think that you almost feel like it was three or three or four different seasons. I mean, you know, it seems like, you know, opening the season in Charlotte was almost two seasons ago. I mean, you, it's, it's, you know, you stop, you start. Uh, you know, it's no one's fault. It's just been a very weird year for everybody. And uh, the bottom line is no one cares. You line up and play. When you play, there's a win, there's a winner and a loser. And, um, uh, you know, I do think we're, we're better. I think we're ga- you know, we're, we've gained, but we got to figure out some things of how to finish some games and how when things are going a little bit sideways to make some plays and to, to, to get some stops and to make some shots. So they lost 14 games. They were going to play 32 regular season games, Ben, and they lost uh, 14 of them because of all this uh, craziness. Uh, preps for the AAC tournament. This is what uh, Coach has planned. Uh, he'll be on the radio tonight at 6. Uh, they depart tomorrow, and here are the uh, rest of the blanks filled in by Coach Dooley. Well, I, I, you know, I think we still have to take care of some of the stuff. I mean, we just saw, you know, zone against them. They, they hurt us with their zone in the second half, the last eight or ten minutes, you know, at, at our place. And obviously Cincinnati played a ton of zone against us. So uh, I, I think the biggest thing is us trying to get some, you know, soreness out. We'll do some lifting and some stretching them all. Uh, you know, we try to get our bodies back and our minds right. And, not, you know, we'll Tuesday and Wednesday we'll practice for UCF and try to see if we could tweak a couple of things. Uh, that will be uh, ECU and UCF seven o'clock Saturday night, no- Thursday night. Excuse me, uh, six thirty airtime, and uh, we'll probably have a special ninety-minute show that day, leading up to the six thirty airtime on Thursday uh, here on ninety-four-three. The game. All right, Jaden Gardner talking about the uh, Pirates defensively. The Cincinnati zone gave ECU's offense fits. Big zone. Zone's been hurting us a lot these last two games. Um, we've been uh, we've been exploiting uh, mismatches when when teams guard us man-to-man, and then they changed zone on us. But the first half, we was able to do a little bit of both. And they scored on, we scored on man and zone. But in the second half, we went cold and we went zone. And if someone's cold when you go in zone, they just stick, they just stayed to it and stick, stuck to it. So uh, it's a zone offense today really killed us. Jaden with 23, four boards, three assists, seven of 14 from the floor. Uh, and then uh, this is Jaden talking about summing up this kind of uh, bizarre stretch for the Pirates? Uh, I mean, just got to keep working and get past get past these things and just just next shot, next shot mentality. Um, keep working, always going to keep working. But uh, we have to be able to make that jump. And once we do, I think we'll be able to stay in these games because it's just – it's always a quick uh, two-minute stretch, two, three-minute stretch where we can't hit nothing and things go wrong, and then we put ourselves in a bad position to get back into the back into the ball game. Uh, Jaden Gardner uh, giving us a scouting report on UCF. I mean, a team a team we just played, uh, we know very well. Um, UCF, uh, a lot, shooters, 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 shooters. Um, so for us to be prepared, we got to play similar to how we played a, couple, a few nights ago, but play even smarter. So we got to get them off the line. We have to be able to execute when they go zone, and we just got to be able to play smart and play 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 hard as long as we can. That's all we can do. All right, Ben Byram, uh, as we wrap up our pirate report, is standing by. Uh, we go inside the ECU clubhouse with Cliff Godwin next, uh, but not before we hear from Ben Byram. Everything going on around the pirate nation and beyond, Ben. 
Things Patrick Hart baseball secured the sweep in the Keith LeClaire Classic last night against App State, pummeling the Mountaineers 10 to 2. The Pirates moved up to number 14 in the Baseball America polls. Despite this, head coach Cliff Godwin took the time to put all that aside and give an update on the status of outfielder Lane Hoover, who suffered from a tough collision in the series against Georgia Southern. Uh, he's going to have surgery on Tuesday, so I'm not going to get into the details, but he's going to have surgery on Tuesday. He's got some fractures in his face, which we felt pretty confident in. Um, he's going to get better. Um, who We've communicated pretty much every day. He's a stud. He's going to get surgery, and it will be anywhere from four to six weeks. So. Just across the way at Minchus Coliseum last night, Pirate Basketball dropped their game yesterday to the Cincinnati Bearcats at home 82-69 despite the efforts of junior forward Jay DeGarder, who had 23 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. He didn't get the W, but did gain some attention from the conference as he was named the AAC's weekly honor roll. East U, after the loss to the Bearcats, will move on to the conference championship as the 11th seed and will play six-seeded UCF at 7 o'clock Thursday night. Meanwhile, former Green Central basketball star Amaje Dodd, after his fresh season with the UNCW Seahawks. It's officially announced today that he'll be entering the transfer portal. ECU is one of the many squads who heavily recruited Dodd while he was still in high school. In high school hoops, Farmville Central had an up-and-down weekend out of Climax, North Carolina for the state championships. The Lady Jags fell to Shelby 72-62. Jordan Joyner was honored as Farmville Central's most outstanding player by the NCHSAA. As for the boys, it was a completely different story as they broke the record for the most points scored in a two-way state championship game, all while smashing top-seeded Hendersonville 113-98. NC State commit Terquavion Smith was awarded the two-way state championship MVP, while Josh Short was named Farmville Central's most outstanding player by the conference. In the NFL, the Washington football team has officially released quarterback Alex Smith. The Seahawks have released defensive lineman Carlos Dunlap and Eagles owner Jeff- Jeffrey Lurie put away any rumors of a new quarterback in Philly to rest as he wants the team to build around Jalen Hurts in 2021. Wrapping up from the NBA after the All-Star game, the league has officially reported that there were no positive COVID tests from that game. All the while, the Nets continue to make a play for the NBA title as they signed former All-Star Blake Griffin to a veteran minimum deal. If you're 94 through the game sports update, I'm Ben Byron. We return Cliff Godwin on the other side of this quick timeout. Outkick with Clay Travis. If the White House reaches out and says the president would like to do your show, the answer is always going to be okay. Period. And if that upsets you, you can go listen to a much less successful radio show somewhere else in the country. Every morning, 6 till 9 on Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Play ball! It's time to head inside the ECU clubhouse with Pirate Baseball Coach Cliff Godwin on your home for East Carolina baseball. 94-3, the game. Going back, looking up. See you later. Patrick Johnson's visit with Coach Godwin is covered by the Gavigan Agency, covering Pirate Nation's personal and commercial insurance needs with offices in Greenville and New Bern. Also by Dr. Philip Goldstein at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, reminding you that a colonoscopy can save your life. Here's Patrick Johnson with Coach Cliff Godwin. The 9-2 Pirates moving up in the polls, coming off a weekend sweep of Appalachian State. Cliff Godwin, Pirate baseball coach, joining us uh, here. Uh, Coach, I don't know where to start with just things I think that were really, really great about the weekend. Certainly the play on the field and the victories are are, are tremendous, but as we say hello to you here, I, I thought it was always great. It's always great with this 
uh, event to honor Coach LeClaire, to honor his legacies, but, legacy, but we see so many ECU baseball alumni come back uh, either for the whole weekend or one of the games out of the weekend. That's always cool. Yeah, it's really uh, awesome to have some former players, and especially when they're my teammates, but just to come back and support the program. That's what ECU baseball is all about, in my opinion, is family and welcome those guys back so and they can bring their families back and show off Clark LeClaire Stadium. And they had uh, a ton of ton to do with that. I mean, that that's the thing, I think, with this program that you've always talked about, the family aspect, but the things that the guys now uh, are able to, to enjoy as players in the program currently, that was earned by a lot of guys that came before them and I know you make that uh, well known to to guys that are on the current roster. This is a given, uh, not a given thing, but an earned thing. Absolutely, you want every person that walks into our program to leave it leave the place nicer than how they found it. That's what our you know mission is, is as far as you know uh, each class is just leave the place better than how you found it. And you look at guys like Matt Bridges, Cam, Cam Colmore, Tyler Smith that have been in our program five and six years from when they showed up as a freshman to, you know, not having a pitching indoor, to having a pitching indoor, having a hitting indoor, to having a new video board, all those things that they have seen come, come to fruition just in five or six years is pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Coach Godwin uh, with us as uh, we go inside the Pirate Clubhouse with Cliff Godwin here. Uh, the Pirates with the sweep of Appalachian State over the weekend. One of the other great things, uh, especially on Sunday, the weather is really, really nice uh, for that game. Uh, it was a pleasant day, uh, but you got to have fans back at the park, and uh, Pirate Nation was just chomping at the bit to get in, and uh, the fans were really into it all three days. Yeah, I felt like Saturday and Sunday were back to some normalcy. Friday we had some fans, and, and it was good, but Saturday and Sunday they got the Purple Gold chance going on, and <laughs> I know our guys are extremely excited to have fans when we went on the road last weekend to Georgia Southern, it's the first time where we had been to a place and they had fans. It was an environment. People were, you know, into the game. They were heckling us. So it was really awesome to come home and have that on our side uh, <laughs> back at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's heckling in all sports, uh, but but in baseball it seems like uh, in, the, in these uh, – uh, ballparks around uh, college baseball, it, it kind of is uh, is a rite of passage uh, in a lot of ways, and everybody kind of takes it in stride. And I, th- and I think sometimes – I might be wrong, Coach. I think sometimes you kind of enjoy the heckling a little bit on the road, right? Yeah, it's, some of it's uh, comedy to me because some of the things they, they say about me is pretty impressive. So I actually enjoy it and, and chuckle under my breath. So uh, it's, it's, it's a fun time. Yeah. Let's get into some of the uh, play this weekend. Uh, Pirate offense exploding for 28 runs. I know you weren't necessarily happy with the way that the offense played in old uh, against Old Dominion uh, or the approach offensively against Old Dominion earlier in the week. What was different in these three games from the Old Dominion extra inning loss? Well, Patrick, as a coach, we were frustrated as a coaching staff because we deserved to lose on Wednesday. And as hard as that is to say out of your mouth is we deserve to lose. And, you know, we had a team meeting on Thursday and just talked about being more mature and understanding what the approach is either offensively, defensively on the mound and making sure everyone else is doing what we need them to do. And uh, being a mature team, 
and being able to finish games. You know, you look at yesterday, uh, I think Auburn was up 9-1 to against Boston College at home mm-hmm. in the ninth inning, mm-hmm. and which is two out. And uh, Boston College came back and tied the game and then won an extra inning. So that's the unique thing about baseball is there's, there's no clock. Where basketball and football, the clock, when the clock's over, the score is what it is. Well, baseball, until you make the last out, the, the game still goes. So I, I thought our guys really were locked in mentally. And, and probably baseball, because you play so many games, that's hard for 18 to 23-year-olds to right. stay consistently locked in. They start feeling good about themselves and, you know, rankings and all the stuff that is is, is noise. And when you, you let the, your guard down, then you have a game like you had on Wednesday. So I thought our guys didn't let, let their guards down at all this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Coach, uh, some news that you talked about following Sunday's game. Lane Hoover expected to miss as much as six weeks with facial facial surgery. Uh, injured, of course, uh, last weekend against Georgia Southern. Uh, and uh, that obviously uh, is, is going to be something that you all have already dealt with playing without him, uh, but playing without him for at least a month, maybe a little more. Yeah, it's going to be four to six weeks. And Patrick, I'm not a doctor. I know who's going to be okay. He's in great hands. Um, and he'll have surgery on Tuesday. And then we'll go from there. And, uh, of course, he'll have to have some kind of face guard, face mask when he gets back to play. But it'll be a jolt of energy into our lineup whenever he can come back. And it gives guys opportunities that maybe we're not going to get that many opportunities to go out there and make us better. So I think uh, AMAC has definitely um, helped us out. I think Riley Johnson is going to continue to get better. Uh, ben Newton has given us a little shot in the arm. Uh, with his offensive play this weekend. So, look, we're not going to replace Lane and what he does for our team, but we just all need to be 2 or 3% better, 1 through 9, to help us, you know, just handle that loss of Lane Hoover. Yeah. Uh, and we appreciate uh, the, the update on, on that and uh, wish him the very best again, that surgery uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, Connor Norby, uh, coach, continues to uh, swing a, an incredibly hot bat for the uh, Pirates. Uh, and he's been he's been great for you here the last several games. Norbs has been awesome, and uh, really, uh, I've said it a thousand times, but just his maturity of being able to show up every day and just when I say come to work, come to practice, do what you need to do to be one of the best players in the country, and he's done that consistently. And we want him to just stay focused, keep the blinders on. I always say that because there's so there's so many ways that guys can get mentally off track because baseball is such a hard sport. As with Wizen Hunt, he's pitched great. And just keep doing what you're doing. Don't try to do more. Don't slack off on your workouts. Just take it day to day and make sure that you're executing whatever you need to execute individually every single day. It's inside the ECU clubhouse with Pirate Baseball coach Cliff Godwin. I'm Patrick Johnson. It's brought to you by the Gavigan Agency Insurance and Financial Services and Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center. Tuesday is another important day, not only the Lane Hoover surgery, which we wish him the very best in, uh, but it is the first midweek road game for the Pirates this year, traveling to Duke. Uh, Coach Godwin, how will, in the age of COVID, this trip be different? Uh, we will take a bus and two vans. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, first, first off, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead here. As you're asking me that question, I'm like, well, I got a thousand things I could tell them, but we, we've got to all we all get tested. Right. We all get tested today. We've all got to 
pass our test, and then when we pass our test, we will get part of us will get on a bus. The other part will get on two vans, and we'll go to Durham and uh, we'll play on the road. So that I mean that is a spacing situation. Usually everybody would be on the same bus. I, I mean, obvious question I know, but uh, that's all because of the of the social distancing aspects, I guess, of everything. Yeah, it's the first time in my life we've ever had to do a bus seating chart, a van seating chart, but it's really to protect our bubble and yeah. with guys that have antibodies versus guys that we don't know if they've had it or not. So mm-hmm. long story short, you just try to box people in around people with antibodies so that if one person tests positive, well, then all their close contacts have antibodies, so they're good and they can keep playing. Again, a little bit of a simple question, Coach Godwin, but uh... – you know, again, we like to get a lot of insight into what's going on in in the program. A lot of folks are interested due to to the success of of uh, things the last several years. But uh, other than the travel to uh, Durham, same thing as far as the timing uh, goes. As far as the allotted time you'll arrive before and you have uh, at the ballpark, and and have you been given any idea of of any protocols you have to follow once you get to Durham? Really, the the protocols are the same. You know, when you go into a stadium, there's not a lot different. The The thing is the testing. So we have to match what Duke wants us to do as Duke has to match what we want them to do testing-wise. So there's a lot of forms on the front end before we ever get on the bus that Zach Womack, mm. Mike Hanley, Jake yeah. McLamb, they, yeah. they do all that. Thank, thank God that I don't have to make sure all that stuff because it's just a lot. It's a lot of paperwork behind the scenes to make sure that both administrations are – good to go we're good to play that kind of thing gotcha uh coach as you uh look at uh, duke i mean it's a team you just played a couple of uh weeks ago uh what uh what are you anticipating in this uh matchup you got very good pitching in that first matchup for the pirates yeah we're gonna we're gonna have a really quality opponent they beat pittsburgh two out of three who was undefeated in the conference they had pittsburgh had gone on to florida state last weekend and was three and oh and Duke beat them two out of three, and I think they lost game three by one run. But we'll have our hands full as, you know, the great team, quality opponent, great coaching staff. So, And I'm sure they'll want to revenge their loss, so they'll be ready to go when we show up tomorrow. Cliff Godwin is uh, with us here. I uh, want to just, Coach, kind of end on the note of uh, Coach LeClaire again and uh, a man that you have – uh, the utmost uh, respect and, and, and admiration for it is a, a real father figure in, in baseball. You have a, a great uh, dad who's a great guy. You, you played for one of the legendary high school baseball coaches. Uh, so you've had some great people in your life, uh, and Keith LeClaire is one of them. Absolutely. I've been very fortunate even before I got to college just with my dad, uh, Coach Fulgham. You know, my mom, she would say she's she's my coach, too. So, you know, all <laughs> right. of those people, my grandparents. But especially when I got to college and, you know, after my freshman year, Keith LeClaire retired. And, you know, Scott talks about taking ECU baseball and playing in the College World Series. And up until that point, none of us, at least me, I had no idea we could even do that. So to bring a vision and then actually, I know he never took an East Carolina team, but he he brought it to fruition. Fruition. I mean, we were number one season original. Like now, it's become something tangible that you can you can almost touch. And you know what he instilled in his players, and, and so many of his players have now gone on to, to coach college baseball because of the influence that he had on us in such a positive way. And I definitely wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't played for Coach Player. And you know, some of my best friends 
on the planet wouldn't be where they are today if we hadn't played for Coach Blair. Coach, I think you bring up a great point there. Um, you know, certainly uh, we all hope and, and believe Joe Dooley can can get things going. Uh, it's been a weird year for everybody, but I think basketball, his program has been affected. Uh, but there's great potential in basketball. We all feel very good about where Coach Houston has the football program, and, and there are opportunities to play at that highest level. Uh, but you really, really have to have the right path. And unfortunately, you can do everything right on the field in football and, and still not achieve that. With, with baseball, getting to Omaha, as you said, was something that never really was discussed in, in you know, certainly making the postseason was uh, in the years uh, prior to Coach LeClaire arriving. And Coach O did a magnificent job for all those years. But uh, he, he brought a vision and it, it's just it's almost like a light went off in a lot of ways that a lot of people said, yeah, we can achieve this. It's it really, uh, to, to kind of hear you verbalize that, it, it's really fascinating because, I, again, I don't know if it was talked about very much in, in a lot of, with a lot of candor uh, prior to Coach, LeClaire, Coach LeClaire's arrival. And he was doing it, Coach, at, at a time where it was old Harrington Field and you'd have to play those regionals in Wilson or Kinston or somewhere like that. Well, first off, we had to go to, LSU is the number one seed, 99, and then Louisiana Lafayette in yeah. 2000. So yeah. we didn't even get to have our home field advantage. And I, I'm a big believer that if we'd have played those regionals in 99 and 2000, somewhere around here, that maybe 01 would have been different. Or, you know, 99 or 2000, I mean, LSU had to beat us twice in 99, and we were up 9-2 in the sixth inning of the game that LSU has to beat us. And they came from behind because they were at home. I don't think they'd do that if we are playing in – Kinston or Wilson with Pirate Nation behind us, but that that set the stage for 2001 and us being able to host and be a national seed and stuff. And but Coach, he, he made a group of guys really that were not super highly touted recruits, especially like myself, and believe that we could beat anybody in the world because of what we put into it from a work ethic standpoint. Well said, uh, Coach. Thank you so much for the time and best of luck uh, this week. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate you. Thanks for the support. This has been Inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin, presented by Dr. Philip Goldstein at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, reminding you that a colonoscopy could save your life. And by the Gavigan Agency, covering Pirate Nation's personal and commercial insurance needs with offices in Greenville and Newburgh. Why? Safety. Dance. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis and the Dan Patrick Show. You guys are awesome. Weekday mornings on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Thanks to Cliff Godwin, uh, Pirate Baseball tomorrow, we will uh, be off. So uh, check them out. 3.45 airtime. 4 o'clock first pitch. Pirates Blue Devils. Should be a good one from Durham. Uh, Joe Dooley show coming up next. Right here on the flagship of the Pirates. 94.3 the game. Pirate basketball Thursday night as the 11th seed in the American Athletic Conference Tournament in Fort Worth, Texas. Pirates will play UCF. And uh, we'll lead you up to network coverage that evening. Uh, ben... 
Anything else? Congratulations to Larry Williford to get in Farmville. Their girls team make it to the finals. Came up short. You got anything else? Be a fun oh. week. Rosa Conley playing football Friday. That'll be a big deal. Big rivalry game. Yeah. Yeah, it's become a huge rivalry game. Uh, Rampants have looked good. Got off to a sluggish start Friday night, but uh, that's that, that game will be emotional and competitive. You watch. Boy, Kevin Hamilton, he's a, he's a stud. Ooh. Yeah, Kevin Hamilton's big, big time. He is big time. All right, uh, we'll be back Wednesday. We'll start to break down uh, things as far as uh, March Madness goes then. We'll also recap the Pirates and Blue Devils from the Diamond. So uh, join us then. Have a great evening.